Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And we'll find why it's going to be a great day. And that one little three second exercise can dramatically change the health of your brain, which then improves the health of your mind. Talk has the power to save lives, and you are not alone. Find out more at imlistening.org. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score! Hit and run Sundays from 9 a.m. till noon. Donaldson and Grandal were going at it while the update was happening, and now the benches are spilling out. This all started right at home plate. Donaldson and Grandal were getting after it right in the batter's box. The bullpens are coming out from left center and right center, and some guys are having to be restrained here. Gavin Sheets has Tim Anderson. Sox and Yankees spilled out during the update. Grandal and Donaldson right at home plate. And remember, there was the play back at Guaranteed Rate Field where Donaldson put out the leg on a Tim Anderson slide over at third base. They had words, and the benches spilled out briefly. Tim is all the way back in the dugout now, and Jose is holding him back. Steele takes a deep breath on the mound, sets at the belt, and delivers the 2-2. Swing and a miss, strike three. Perdomo is retired, got him with a 93-mile-per-hour fastball, strikeout number nine on the afternoon for Steele. High game, 10th inning, second and third, one down, and the 2-2. Swing and a drive, trouble. Deep right center, this ball is going to be off the wall. It will drive in one. Racing around third, there's going to be a play at the plate. The throw way offline. The ball hits the backstop screen. Varsho is going to try to score, and he will. What a crazy play that was. The Diamondbacks get three runs and lead seven to four. A ball off the wall and right. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Good morning, everybody. 9.02 on a Sunday morning. Matt Spiegel here with you. Happy and thankful to talk baseball in a two-team town every Sunday morning. And we are here for the next three hours with lots to get to. Cubs have now lost four in a row. Some sloppiness yesterday, which is disappointing to see. 
What was that relay throw from Andrelton Simmons? Like 12 to 15 feet up the third base line. There was nobody there. Is the shoulder still an issue? It's just a quick turnaround. I don't know. But anyway, um, Cubs lose to Arizona, but Justin Steele was great. And we're going to talk to Justin Steele a little bit later in the show and very much looking forward to that. White Sox lose yesterday at Yankee Stadium. DJ LeMayhew, among many Yankees hitters, going the other way against Dallas Keuchel. That's a very smart, good-hitting lineup. And LeMayhew's short porch home run, that's by design. Uh, And overall, how about Giancarlo Stanton with three singles yesterday? Um, Hit him to all fields and certainly everybody knowing what to do against Keuchel and doing it. And the White Sox kept charging back and scored some runs and made that tight. We'll see what happens today. A split doubleheader for the White Sox and the Yankees today. Second game is your national game on a Sunday night. And that means lots and lots and lots of focus on the number one story in baseball, which involves Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson. And we'll get to that in a moment. Chris Kamka will join us later on as well for Cam Connected when he ties the room together like a good area rug. A little statistical nugget about both the Sox and the Cubs to um, put their weeks and their moments into context. Later on the hour, I need to speak about something at the ballpark that I spoke about last week without really having full information. And this is the credit card thing that came up last week, credit card versus cash. Having been to Wrigley this week, after being at guaranteed rate last week, I now have a fuller picture of what the situation is. And let me say, as a guy who advocated for single credit card in pocket, as a, as a light load and not bringing cash, I'm a little shook. I'm shook this week. Because, man, I don't, think, I don't think this is all set up the way it's supposed to be at both ballparks. But we'll talk about it along the way. Um, so much other stuff. We'll, uh, we'll talk about fundamentals in baseball. Fundamentally sound. Me and Sean Sears, our producer, will talk about why we love baseball with a few different stories later on. In fact, that probably will be the top of next hour, including a loving Obit that I must give for my absolutely favorite baseball writer who just passed away. So want to share with you a couple things from him. Uh, we are here until noon down the line with Cody Deckers after that from 12 to 1245 Cubs and Diamondbacks at 1245. Matt Spiegel is me on hit and run. The phone lines are now open. 312-644-6767 is the number. That's also the text zone. You can text there, and the text zone is brought to you by Rose and Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at roseandhyundai.com. Could not recommend more highly the folks out at Rose and Hyundai. Terrific experience um, getting cars for my two bonus daughters uh, earlier on, a couple of weeks ago, just just great service and great experience, and that's what they do. All right, so you heard it there in the open. You heard it there in the open, and already, you know, people are going to start firing in. I'm seeing people on Twitter and on text already getting in there. What happened between Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson has lit people up a little bit. And it's important to have the full context. It is important to have the full context of everything. Okay? And here's some of the context you should know. Um, One, 
Josh Donaldson is a much disliked ball player and human by a lot of people and by several members of the White Sox. He had an argument with Lucas Giolito that happened when he was in Minnesota. After that, there was like a a confrontation of sorts in a parking lot with Donaldson. And then, and then Donaldson talked about it in a way to reporters that made the White Sox crazy. Um, Josh Donaldson got into it, what, five years ago, six years ago with Daryl Boston. He didn't like something that Daryl Boston was doing. Um, Boston was like celebrating defensive plays in a way that Josh Donaldson didn't like. So just understand the context. And the first thing to understand is, is who Josh Donaldson is. If there is still a fun police component in MLB, Josh Donaldson is often on that side of, uh, of the fun police crackdown, which is what made it kind of amazing and kind of awesome, really, for Tony La Russa to immediately and vocally have his players back after the game. So what Josh Donaldson did, among other things, is refer to Tim Anderson as Jackie, calling him out as like, oh, hey, Jackie, hey, Jackie. And yeah, as soon as I, as soon as I read that, I remembered the piece in 2019 from Sports Illustrated, a great long profile by Stephanie Epstein on Tim Anderson. And Tim Anderson did indeed refer to himself in that piece as feeling kind of like the Jackie Robinson of modern baseball. This is the one out of context quote that I remember very well got pulled and used like crazy. I kind of feel like today's Jackie Robinson. He said in the piece, that's huge to say, but it's cool, man, because he changed the game. And I feel like I'm getting to a point where I need to change the game. Now, if you had read that whole piece and you have any sort of knowledge of Tim Anderson you would know that Tim Anderson has proper reverence for what Jackie Robinson went through that Tim Anderson did not go through, that nobody has gone through, not being able to stay with your teammates in freaking hotels on the road, the, the, just the unbelievable things that Jackie had to go through that modern ballplayers do not. But relating to it, understanding it, and feeling a kinship with it, that is, uh, that is a right and a relativity that Tim Anderson has to even discuss it and think about it that a lot of other players simply do not. You just don't. If you're not an African-American ball player, yeah, you can't even come close to it. If you are an African-American ball player, then I'm sure you feel some of it and you feel some of the connection to it. Again, that quote was out of context. It was one thing. In a very long, thoughtful interview where Tim Anderson shared everything. Problem was, that quote got pulled and shared like crazy. And now you're wondering, if you just read that quote, and I don't know, I mean, you think Josh Donaldson read that whole piece? Think Josh Donaldson read that whole interview? You think he's gone to the trouble of having the conversation to try and understand? No, I don't think so at all. In fact, Josh Donaldson, after the game talked about that a lot and said he'd be open to having a conversation. Josh Donaldson made a joke with that in mind as part of his moment of being derisive and judgmental and snappy and argumentative 
in his mind, maybe a little playfully with Tim Anderson because they don't like each other. So that's why he went there because Josh Donaldson is dug in and doesn't like him. They had their thing two weeks ago or last week, I should say, where T.A. slid back into third base and Donaldson caught him and then put a knee into him to try and knock him off the bag. And the umpire correctly said, no, 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 you can't push him off. And maybe T.A. said something about that because nobody likes Josh Donaldson on this team. Nobody. So understand if you if part of you and I've already heard from a couple people on on Twitter, if you want to defend Josh Donaldson and say Tim Anderson couldn't have said that, it's not just about that one quote out of context. It's not. Read the whole piece. And if you're somebody who hasn't, go back and read the whole piece. And it's not for you to decide whether Tim Anderson has a right to say that or feel that. It's up to him. And for Josh Donaldson to mix that in, in his moment of being argumentative and derisive, because you know that's what he was doing. You know it's a way to chop down. That's what Donaldson is and does, and that's what he was doing, and that's why he apologized for it, because he knows he was coming after him. So, look, there's a lot of layers there, and I'm not the most authoritative and most equipped person to discuss it. I come at it with humanity. I come at it with context and a sense of history. But I don't know what it feels like to be Tim Anderson. I don't know what that feels like. Doug Glanville is going to join us a little bit later on the show. Talked with him about it off the air a little bit before the show. He's got some stuff going on, but hopefully talking to him sometime between 1030 and 1130 to get more context on that layer of it. I'll tell you what we can then look at after that, too, is the White Sox teammates and managers stepping up and defending Tim Anderson in a way that he deserves. Because Donaldson is making their teammate, one of their team leaders, feel like crap. He's trying to make him feel like crap. He's going after him again and again and again. And Yasmani Grandal, after the game, Tony La Russa, after the game, had their teammates back, as they should. Let's uh, let's hear a little bit of that. Here's Tony La Russa postgame with the question asked about what happened. And if you didn't see it, third inning, Josh Donaldson is running off the field after an out is made. The third out is made at first base behind him. Donaldson was at first, so he's running right by T.A. And he goes up to T.A. and they're talking about stuff. And that's where he called him Jackie. Apparently he did it again later. Did it, tw- did, it did it twice. Called him that. And messing with him about it. And, yes, Donaldson explained himself after because the White Sox called him out and said, that's not just a joke. That's not just something you can say derisively in the midst of some trash talk and get away with. Because it isn't. Here's Tony La Russa after the game. What's your take on the beat between Donaldson and Anderson there? You got any other questions? <clears throat> Nothing to say about that, Tony. Well, uh, who are you with? New York Star Ledger? Yeah, well... I mean, I, I, I talked to the Chicago press because I don't, I don't uh, you made a racist comment, Donaldson, and that's all I'm going to say. It's pretty strong. That's as strong as it gets. Oh. Is that in the third inning? The first inning? Do, I, I, do you hear me say that's all I'm going to say? You know what that means? That's all I'm going to say. It doesn't need any more explanation than that. It's Tony La Russa talking about it. 
after the game. Here's uh, Yasmani Grindal uh, talking about why when Tim Anderson came up in the fifth inning, or excuse me, when Josh Donaldson came up in the fifth inning, uh, Grindal got right in his face right away. Did he deny saying it? Oh, what do you think? I mean, you deny it too? I mean, it's all about he, she. But, I mean, you can go ask him. I'm sure he's going to deny everything. And then maybe go on Twitter and tweet something out, just like he did with Giolito um, last year. But I guess he uh, he lives in his own world. Oh, I didn't even, I don't, know, I don't think I'd let him step in the box. Oh, okay. Believe me, you don't want me to tell you don't want me to tell you guys what I told them. So, so that's Yasmani Grandel. You don't want to hear what I told him. You don't. You don't, You guys don't want to hear about that. Here's Tim Anderson after the game explaining what had gone wrong. Yeah, he just made a you know disrespectful comment. Uh, you know, basically was you know trying to call me Jackie Robinson. I was like, what's up, Jackie? Uh, you know, uh, I don't play like that. You know, I don't. I don't really play at all. Uh, you know, was it? I wasn't really, you know, bothering nobody today, but, uh, you know, he made a comment and, uh, you know, it was, it was disrespectful and uh, I don't think it was called for when they said. You call it disrespectful. Tony just said it was racist. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. same, same, same along, along that same line, yeah. Can you say what he said? You said what? Can you say what, what he said? I just said it. I just said it. I just said it. All right, so there it is. Um, Tony LaRusso calling it out. Tim Anderson appreciating that and agreeing. Yasmani Grandal on the field having TAs back. And that's what a team's supposed to do. I, I love that the team had TAs back. Um, Josh Donaldson is an agitator. He's a guy who loves to get under the skin and loves to try and say stuff and dig. And he got called out. He got called out for it. Now he had to explain himself after the game. And he did explain himself after the game. And he's offering to have a conversation. And, and maybe this is a moment where Josh Donaldson can have a conversation and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I should have done that. I got it. Oh, I should have gone back and read the article. But he doesn't, he doesn't really deserve the benefit of the doubt, just so you know. Josh Donaldson doesn't really deserve it. He, his history as an agitator and a mean guy, guy who rubs people the wrong way intentionally and does it and loves it, so to me, he's not somebody who deserves the benefit of the doubt. We're not going to spend the whole show talking about this. There's lots of baseball to discuss. Jose Abreu with a three-run homer off Nestor Cortez. Other than that, Cortez was good. Then that Yankee bullpen, uh, other than King, they got to King there for a couple innings. But Loisaga and, and, I mean, Clay Holmes, without even a roll, it's just that that bullpen was filthy and finished it off. But if you want to hop in on the conversation regarding this, you can at 312-644-6767. Lots of Cubs, lots of Sox to talk about on Hit and Run here on 670 The Score. Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Oh, yeah. In the air, deep left field. This one is leaving in a major way. A three-run home run for Jose Abreu, and the Sox are right back in it. This feels good. Oh, my gosh, what a bomb from Jose. We talked about his progression this past week. You're seeing it live right now. The only living boy in New York for that White Sox lineup was probably Jose Abreu yesterday. 
Actually, there was a pretty good inning later on against the reliever Michael King. A.J. Pollock with a double. Leori Garcia with a double. Then Josh Harrison with a double. And they pulled close. Pulled within one run at that point, but could not get closer. End up losing 7-5 to five in New York. Thank you to the call um, for NBC Sports Chicago. Gordon Beckham with a, oh yeah, right, but right after the contact and before Jason Benetti gets in there. Chicago White Sox, 19th in home runs in MLB with 34, just behind the Chicago Cubs with 35 home runs. The White Sox need more, need more offense. And, you know, you've started to see it a little bit against Kansas City. There were some moments, and now yesterday, some runs overall in terms of OPS. 646 has the White Sox 24th out of 30 teams in baseball. Let's look at May and see if things are perking up a little bit. The answer is a little bit. Yeah, 20th in OPS among everybody in May. And uh, still, you know, very, very low in terms of walks. Boy, the Tigers are terrible. Looking around, I, I it's an interesting thing when you end up looking at the standings a little bit you're like oh who's the best team in baseball oh yeah the Yankees who's the second best team in baseball oh yeah the Dodgers everything's uh east and west and of course the Astros but um boy the Tigers are bad right now 13 and 26 are the Tigers be careful because the Minnesota Twins are eight games over 500 have won three in a row have a run differential of plus 30 Carlos Correa is back. I know some people freaked out because Royce Lewis got sent down for the Twins. They'll play him at some different positions down there. Play him at center field and third base, I bet, and then bring him back up, and he will spell Byron Buxton when Buxton doesn't play because he's on a 100-game plan, apparently, which is a scary thing for a guy that good. But anyway, the Twins, four and a half up on the White Sox. And with a chance to do more while they're at Kansas City today, and the White Sox have two in Yankee Stadium. So, look, lots to talk about with the baseball, that's for sure. Kopech and Severino is the evening game tonight. Uh, And earlier than that, in the first game for the White Sox and the Yankees, it'll be Johnny Cueto and Jamison Tyon. Cueto was great last time. His first start as a White Sox in Kansas City. Uh, struck out a lot of guys. He's usually a guy who gives up a lot of contact. We'll see what happens today. He hasn't faced the Yankees in a long time. 2016 is the last time that Johnny Cueto faced the Yankees. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. It is also how you can text the show. And let's go to the phone lines right now. This is Larry on the south side on 670 The Score. Larry, good morning. You're on Hit and Run. How are you? Okay, okay. Uh, I want to talk about... Uh... White Sox and the Minnesota Twins. Sir, go. Uh, I seem like the Twins have they have really faced some unless some so-called powerhouses. You know, I mean, they've been facing Kansas City Orioles, um, Detroit, Cleveland, Oakland. It's like while the White Sox keep playing these these high caliber uh, playoff teams, like this week, it's like is that fair? What what's going on with that? Well, you know, the schedule will even itself out. Um, We can look at 
you know, the quality of opponent and the record against said opponents. Uh, boy, we looked at it a lot last year. Remember the White Sox had that poor record against teams at or above 500 last year. And when they got in the playoffs, it made sense in that, in that way. But if the schedule feels like it is, uh, it is favoring the White Sox or favoring the Twins over the White Sox, it is, it is, it is, we're in the middle of a very rough stretch for the Sox. Very rough stretch. Um, they started a stretch of about of 54 games when they had the homestand last week with the Yankees. And now after they finish this one, they got more difficulty. After this series, they have uh they got 10 tough ones. 6 on the road at Toronto, at Tampa, and then 4 with the Dodgers here. This is this just is that stretch of the schedule where the White Sox are going to face very tough teams and they have to show up and play their best. They got to play clean. Play clean offensively. Pitch efficiently. Take some walks, take some pitches offensively. And we'll see if they have like a higher level of uh, of mental and emotional focus. I mean they're lucky to get out of Kansas City winning 3 out of 5 in that series. And now here they are having lost the first one with the Yankees. We'll see what kind of intensity they show up with today. Play, play, play. They do need to rally strong, focus on these games today, and then the very tough stretch that's coming here. Toronto, Tampa, and four with the Dodgers. Woof. Scary stuff. This is Paul in Indiana on 670 The Score. Hey, Paul. Hey, Matt. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a sorry argument from the last caller in regards to the schedule. It's the team that's supposed to win the World Series and worried about the, who the Twins are playing. I think they played the Astros and the Sox haven't yet, but mm-hmm. I guess that, that's that caller's gig. But um, in regards to, you know, the Tim Anderson thing, yeah, I, I don't think it's any, for anyone to, to speak to besides Tim Anderson. If he's offended by it, offended, then he's offended by it. But I think it goes back to your greater point. They better come ready to play today because we keep talking and keep fighting with the Yankees, and the Yankees just keep smearing us on the field. So couldn't beat good teams last year, can't beat good teams this year, can't even beat the division teams this year. So when are they going to – there's always issues with Tony La Russa. Tim Anderson is an agitator too. He's always in the middle of, of stuff. And, yes, he's having a good year individually, but when is this team going to wake up and start playing some ball and, you know, instead of just cont- continuously get into controversy? Yeah, well, they, they need to right now. By the way, um, when I mentioned that stretch at Toronto, at Tampa, then four for the Dodgers, before that they have these five at home starting um, Tuesday, three against the Red Sox, and then two with the Cubs over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So that, that's before that tough stretch on the road and then coming back to have um, uh, three at home against the Dodgers uh, in, uh, in early June there. But, yeah, no, they, they, they need to play well. They need to play very well. And look, Tim Anderson is an agitator. Absolutely is. I get it. And he's had some bumpy moments this year. I, I can understand why why other players might be rubbed the wrong way by Tim Anderson. And, and that quote, if you took it out of context and didn't bother to actually read the article or read the interview or get to know Tim Anderson, I could, I could tell why you get, would get bothered by that. I just, I also just really believe that Josh Donaldson's a guy who doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt. It's too bad. Maybe this will be a moment where he wakes up, learns a little something, has a conversation, 
realizes some stuff. So that's possible. But, you know, I, it, it, if there, there's a lot of people out there wanting to defend Josh Donaldson, and, and I, I just, why? Why? What, I mean, is something about T.A. that rubs you the wrong way? Um, you know, he has had, he has had a, a bumpy couple of months here. So, you know, maybe there's more of you out there that are rubbed wrong by Tim Anderson. That's a hell of a ball player who does not mean to disrespect opponents ever. You know, got pissed off at fans heckling him. Flipped the bird. That was immature. Apologized for it. Got pissed off at Ozzie Guillen going after uh, Tony La Russa on TV. Tweeted something. That's, uh, that's, that's letting something get in your head that shouldn't be in your head. Deleted it. Hopefully learns from it. You know? Donaldson's done a lot of, uh, a lot of things and gotten into it with a lot of people and done a lot of things that opponents are, are very bothered by and has done it for a long time. 312-644-6767 is the phone number, and that is the text number. As well, let's go to Ben in Queens on the score. Hello, Ben. Good morning. Good morning. It was an absolute pleasure being screened by your son, Mr. Spiegel. Absolute pleasure. Uh, and, and he was a, the associate producer. Is hard at work over there. This is awesome. Oh, and he's doing his work. He is doing it well. My dear good sir, I would like to start off this phone call with two sentences from the great Roger Angel, the poet laureate of baseball writers. Yes. And that is this. Quote, it is foolish and childish on the face of it to affiliate ourselves with anything so insignificant and patently contrived and commercially exploitative as a professional sports team. What is left out of this calculation, it seems to me, is the business of caring, caring deeply and passionately, really caring, which is a capacity or an emotion that has almost gone out of our lives, unquote. And I'd like to think that that is what perfectly describes our little community here. I'd like to think, you know, Ron on the South Side, Stan in Bellwood, hmm. uh, Rich in Old Town, Charlotte J, et al. I'd like to think that we're here not because we're losers, not because we don't have other things in our lives, not because we're trying to hide from our wives, but because we actually really, really care about this, and it's something that's very important to us. So I'd just like to start out with that. I know you're going to get to him later on. Um, Fergie Jenkins. That was beautiful. Hold on, hold on, Ben. Yeah, that, that that's beautiful. That those that particular quote, which has been making the rounds uh, from Angel on Fandom, is beautiful, and uh, and that sentiment is appreciated for the community of baseball fans, callers, texters that we have. Absolutely. So go ahead. Yes, Fergie Jenkins. I was there on Friday for Fergie's um, for Fergie's um, un- the statue unveiling and his speech it was some pretty cool stuff before that game Friday. But go ahead. Yes, and, and volumes have been printed and, and talked about that. I'd like to go on another thing I'd like to congratulate him on, and maybe you'll, you'll appreciate this. It is very, very rare that a seventh-inning stretch guest conductor starts off like a tritone, give, it, give or take 30 cents off, starts off the first few lines like that, and then manages to recover and sing the song in the same key for the rest of the, the duration of the tune. Fergie did it, okay, and I, 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 I commend him on that. And my segue of riding the ship after an inauspicious stretch, I'm going to go right to my beloved Northside Nine, as always, the Cubbies. Okay, we're at the quarter post. We're at the quarter post, 40 games more or less. 
And, you know, I could make an argument looking at the ex-WOBA, the, ex, the uh, expected batting average, uh, the bullpen that's the best in the, in the National League. I'm, I'm not going to do it right now because I'm always I always get made fun of on Twitch that I got my head out uh, in front of my skis. But the truth is, these Cubs, if you're going to be if you're going to look at the Cubs objectively, you got to look 2024 to 2028. They're going to be sensational. But to get there, there's going to be some things that are happening this season and the next season. That you got to watch. You know, yesterday the headline should have been Justin Steele is a starting pitcher in a major in, in MLB, but instead. We're talking about Anderson Simmons who can't make a freaking cutoff throw yeah. from, you know, just past second. That was horrible. What was that? And that was that ended up being that ended up being the difference in the game. And you know the thing is, look, I'm watching the Cubs through this stretch. Yeah, the losses are piling up. Yeah, I get it. But they're in every game and there are things to look at. Keegan Thompson is is standing out. Justin Steele is standing out. Um there you're we're now starting to see people coming up from the minors. I don't know if Morell's gonna be a part of this going on because I think with you know Canario and Crow Armstrong and and uh um uh Acantara and all them, I don't know if he's gonna actually have a space, but there are things to look at. So I am still on the cup side. I still think they're gonna win about eighty one games uh towards the end of it. Have a wonderful day. I love you both. It was so great to talk to Ruben. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks, Ben. You got it. That is uh, apparently true. Call screener on the other side. Sean, how's he doing? How's... He's doing a great job, man. He uh, he wanted to do this. I just want to make sure everyone knows. I didn't mm-hmm. make him do this. No. <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, the boss, Mitch Rosen, refers to young Ruben as the associate producer. I mean, he is. Yeah. I, I know. It's uh, it's what he's doing. All right. If he does anything wrong, you let me know. But I'm, Oh, I'm... he's been great back here. <laughs> he's a ton of fun. I love Ruben. <laughs> uh, th- thank you. Uh, what a What a delightful, delightful morning. To be spending with you, even though we had to discuss the ugliness of uh, of that stuff that was happening on the field and then spilling to off the field and then the bench is clearing and then everybody talking about it afterwards. But good stuff from the caller Ben there in Queens. Here's the thing about the Cubs and this year. They're not going to win a lot of games. They've lost four in a row. There are, of course, positives like he's talking about. And Justin Steele will join us later on in the show to talk about his development, how he's feeling of late. Two very, very good starts in a row with lots and lots of strikeouts against, this time yesterday, a very real lineup. Uh, a Very much a, a, a legit uh, lineup. So we'll talk about that. But, yeah, this is going to be a rough go. I don't think you're going to have to wait till 2024. I don't think you're going to have to wait that long for a competitive team and a team that is aggressive on some of the spending. I think next year is going to be a different profile in terms of the roster mix. There will be some more kids that they feel good about and will be ready. There'll be more kids that are closer next year and will be ready to mix in. Some of those prospects that are at high A or double A will keep moving up. Remember, lots of aggressive placements within the minor league system this year. And we talked to Jed Hoyer this week. Danny Parkins and I did on Parkins and Spiegel. And Jed tried to voice what the build is. You know, I, I'm the guy who's not calling it a rebuild. I'm calling it a build because they, they loaded up on the system and now they're trying to build something. And when I call it a build, what I mean is they're getting some veterans um, who will be here and playing and hopefully also be part of things when they're very good again. And they didn't want to wait to get a guy like Stroman. Didn't want to wait to bid on and get a guy like Suzuki. 
There'll be more of that in the offseason. There will be more. Jed gave voice to it, and I thought he gave voice to it in a way that I kind of understood it uh, cognitively in a different way. We'll bring some of that back for you a little bit later on. They're trying to do it down the middle, trying to build the farm system up and restructure how they do things down there, which they got a jump start on a couple of years ago, all the while also trying to figure out who they have on the big league team. Who's Patrick Wisdom? Who's Frank Schwindel? Who's Rafael Ortega? Can they really use these guys? Is Michael Hermosillo anything? Is Keegan Thompson really a pitcher of of consequence, either as a starter or as uh, a long fireman out of the bullpen in a very important role? Is Justin Steele a member of the rotation for now and in the future? It's trying to trying to figure some stuff out, and it's going to be painful. It's it's painful to look around the stands and see, you know, a ballpark that has been much more empty than we're used to seeing, and it's painful to lose four in a row and see some of the shortcomings. I don't think you're going to have to wait till 2024. I continue to think they're going to be very aggressive this off season with a little bit more clarity about what they are and what they have. And I think next year they will be efforting in full to be a contender for a wild card, if not the division. I think it's a one long, ugly year of taking a breath and figuring out exactly what they have and what they are on all the levels. And you'll see a lot more aggression, including some money coming off the books at the deadline and then in the offseason. And maybe if it has to stretch until next spring training, it will stretch. For instance, in that regard, I don't think Jason Hayward is on the opening day payroll next year. Okay? It'll be one more year left on his deal. And what happened, in my opinion, what happened to Justin Upton in L.A.? By the way, Justin Upton just signed yesterday with Seattle after a while. But I think what happened with Justin Upton is going to happen with Jason Hayward before opening day next year. Could be before that, but I think that's when it would happen. So, anyway, I don't think you'll have to wait till 2024. Thanks for the call. Keep the calls coming. Top of the hour, we will look at some reasons that we love the game. Why we love the game. A few different reasons with some highlights, some sound, and some thoughts for you at the top of the hour. Um, but more of your phone calls at 312-644-6767. And I'll give you some context on what I spoke about last week without having full information. I have much more information now. And I'm fighting. It's, it's making me fight this idea of being the single card cargo pant pocket guy. It's Spiegel on Hit and Run on the Score. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. It is hit and run on The Score. Someone great is screening our calls today. So if you want to talk to the associate producer, you're welcome to call the number at 312-644-6767. Speaks here with you. Uh, top of the hour, some stuff that we love about baseball. But I promise you a full report on the cash credit card conflict that exists at both Wrigley and Guaranteed Rate for the well-meaning baseball fan looking to tip the servers. Okay? I've now come off an experience of being at Wrigley on the Friday after talking about G-Rate last week because I was there on the Saturday and we talked about it last week and there was a lot of reaction. I kind of giggled at the amount of reaction 
And I spoke with passion and, and confidence. And, of course, I didn't have the full information. Here's what I experienced at Guaranteed Rate. That you can tip at all the concessions for people. And you can, of course, tip the vendors as well with the credit card. So you can tip with a credit card at all of the concessions at Guaranteed Rate. And they still get a percentage. Now, is it taxed? Yeah, probably, because that's how you do it that way. Is it shared like the straight hard cash usually ends up being shared? Yeah, I think so. But no cash. I kind of liked it. And I said, you know what? I'm down with this. I am a single card guy. I'll just grab the, the credit card and the ID, put those in a pocket. All of a sudden, I'm traveling light. It's nice. Here's the problem. Went to Wrigley on Friday and certain food concessions did not allow a tip with the credit card. No tip allowed with the credit card at the food concessions. I was like, what? Huh? And it wasn't just the food. We went to uh, the little, like, it's it's a little, it's not a bar, but it's like, you know, it's a stand where they have, like, the craft beers and a few different seltzers and stuff like that. Another stand. Couldn't tip there. Like, what? So... Happened to have a couple of 20s um, in my wife's wallet. She was carrying a wallet in her purse. So got changed for the 20, had singles, and was able to share those a few other times later on during the game. So then I realized I can't be single card guy if they're not letting me tip with the credit card. So what the hell's going on around here? This is what I want to know. What is a fan supposed to do? What is a well-meaning concession buyer supposed to do? Found out you can tip via credit card to the vendors at Wrigley Field. As they're coming around, you can hit that button and do that. So if you're getting a beer or a hot dog or something like that, you want to tip the vendor, the walker, you can do that. But you can't do it at some of the stands. Then I saw people buying drinks, getting uh, somebody was getting a Jim Beam on the rocks. Or was, maybe it was a Maker's Mark on the rocks. Oh, it looked good. But, uh, you know, anyway, I saw that happening. I was like, hey, do they let you tip here? Because now I'm in the knowledge acquisition business, as we all know. And I was in knowledge acquisition mode for that. I said, can you tip on that? And you could. So at certain, like, bars or liquor stands, you could tip on those. So now I'm just confused. Do you guys know what's going on at 312-644-6767? and text me in and help me out. We need to get to the bottom of this. Sean, as, as a radio show... We need a, um, a sports business person, and we've been doing some research trying to figure this out, trying we're, to find the right people to talk about. We're it. going through some back channels here. We're finding some things. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure that there are issues we don't understand. I'm sure there are union issues going on. I'm sure there are uh, whatever the hell the ballpark uh, stadium operations wants to do and perhaps what ownership wants to do, issues going on from both sides of town. We right. don't know exactly. Um, I'm interested from a few different perspectives. The fans' convenience, the fans' well, uh, well-meaning peace of mind, if you want to be a tipper, because I, I do, and from the workers' rights perspective, I am interested in here. I want those workers to get as much as they can to be taken care of because I want them to want to do a good job for me. Like the guy the other day at Wrigley when I went to the uh, blue stand, the blue grilled dogs stand, did you find those grilled onions? Sure did. Oh, hey. Th- this is the quality of service that I got the other day. I asked the dude, I said, hey, do you guys have grilled onions here? 
And he said, let me check. And he walked away and it was like, it was taking a little longer. Then he's like, I just was asking the questions. I'll get in line. He came back with a little container of grilled onions for me. Hey, okay. That. See, that's a guy you want to tip. That, exactly. Right. That, that is getting it done. Not only does he ask the question, he brings me some because he thought that's what I meant, but good for him. No. So then I get in line and I order some. I get a Polish with, uh, or not a Polish, but I got a dog with grilled onions and mustard. And then I screwed up the order, but that's another story because I try to be too adventurous sometimes instead of just sticking with what I know is great. I have an issue with that. But anyway, so I got the grilled onions and I'm like, all right, I wanted to tip him. And I couldn't tip him. I wanted to tip him. That's a, that sucks. That, right? Yeah. So we had cash. And so we tipped him with some cash. But if I didn't have the cash, I couldn't have tipped him on the credit card. So See? we need to figure this out. And if it is... A distinction, as a texter suggests, between being employed directly by Wrigley or by the outside vendor, maybe that's it. I don't know. But as the texture says, I want to tip everywhere. So do I want to, want to take care of people. I'm at the game. I'm, right. in a good, I'm in a good mood. This is a moment when the cash should be flying out of my pockets directly into the hands of the people that are helping to facilitate my good mood and my my experience. Well, and you would think the baseball team would want that too, right? Whether it's their employees or not. Like, ever, they're making money. Everyone's making money, right? Right, right. I can't imagine that there is some jerk higher up somewhere who's like, you know what? Those people don't deserve tips. That's right. <laughs> that Scrooge McDuck in a Cubs hat. Say, Scrooge yeah. McDuck. Scrooge McDuck in a Cubs hat is like ruling on who can get tips. All right, back to me on my dumbass order. Like, t- so what'd you get? I always get the dog and the grilled onions and the mustard. I, what I really want is the grilled Polish with the, the mustard and, and the onions. They don't have the Polish at that stand. The only other thing they have is the Italian sausage. So I got the Italian sausage. But the flavor profile just does not match with the grilled onions and the mustard. Rookie mistake. So if I'm going to do that, i got to go with different condiments. But I want those condiments. Plus, the bun on the Italian sausage is a little more firm and thick and not really fitting for the experience I'm trying to have. So my wife is laughing at me as she enjoys the basic of the grilled dog with the, the grilled onions and the mustard. And I realized that this is my lot in life because I'm always trying to find the next thing, the adventurous thing, and she's sticking with what she knows is good and works. And I realized, and I said to her, look, here's how it's going to work. You're going to enjoy yourself more. I'm going to have more to talk about. Yeah. I'm going to have more content because apparently I'm always looking for the next experience and a slight adventure as opposed to sticking with the basics and that's, you know, I can appreciate that. Hey, man, you're trying to get out of your comfort zone. You've seen what's out there. I'm trying. I don't want to miss the opportunity to try something new. It's right. And it's um, it's a fatal flaw and a character plus at the same time. Same stuff that makes you laugh, makes you cry. Right. Something like that. Something like that. 670, the score is where you are. It's Matt Spiegel with you here on Hit and Run. Next hour, Chris Kampka is going to join us and tie the room together. The Sultan of Stat from NBC Sports Chicago. Justin Steele towards the end of the show. Hopefully Doug Glanville at some point as well. But coming up next, why we love baseball. Many, many instances, many reasons to discuss with you next on The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, I'm- 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 